We got a great show for you. It is our holiday edition, so you know what that means. Picks, picks, picks. Let's roll. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is our holiday edition, Thanksgiving week. It is an awesome week in the sport. We got college basketball tournaments going on left and right. We got a great rivalry week in college football and an NFL slate that looks oh so delicious. How are we doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I love the play on the word delicious there. Very well played. Very appropriate for this week. Happy Turkey Week to you. It is a great week of sports, like you said. We all get to eat a lot of food. We all get a good chunk of work off. It's just what we need. I love this week. You got sports wall-to-wall, too. So when you're dealing with your relatives, you can just sit in front of the TV. Thursday games, we'll get to them here because the holiday issue, as we did last year, is mostly going to be pick'ems. We got a little bit to touch on in the game last night, but... You got the television. You watch your sports all week. It is a great thing. The NFL lineup, too. I don't know if you guys have all seen this. We start off real early on Sunday at 1 p.m. with 49ers-Ravens. Kicks it right off. You got Raiders-Chiefs, which isn't the greatest matchup now after the Raiders got their asses handed to them. But still a decent game. Night, we got Patriots-Texans. And then Monday night, Vikings-Seahawks. It's going to be a great football week through and through. I agree. It's going to be a fantastic week. Um, like you said, that 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 49ers-Ravens, it's very rare. Actually, this has never happened. I mean, obviously at 1 o'clock I watch my Redskins, but this game, yikes. Like I, This might be a game that I, I may have to just say F the Redskins this weekend and put the Niners and Ravens on the big screen. Yes, uh, sir. It should be flexed, this game. This game is... A thousand percent. Like I looked I, and I was like, yeah. who is the night game? Patriots-Texans, not a bad game. But it is a Raven 49ers. Like, these are two teams that are on course for the Super Bowl. Now, the Ravens have to get to the Patriots. But the 49ers, I would say right now, are at least the best team in the NFC. So, these are two teams that are highly competitive for the Super Bowl this year. How is this yeah. game not flexed? Yeah, it, it really should be flexed because it would just be a perfect way to cap off the end of the holiday weekend. And it would just, I mean, like you said, this is a very possible Super Bowl match. So, it's a shame it's at one, but you know it is what it is. At least we get to start off with a really good game on Sunday, and we get to pretty much watch sports all day for about four days straight. So that's awesome. It is phenomenal. And how we got Maui basketball going on right now for your oh, yeah. basketball scene, which is a great coaches in Hawaiian shirts and Nikes is always hilarious. That coach's photo was one of the best I have seen yet. Tom Cream, class, <laughs> classy look. Um, but we're staking to the NFL real quick before we get into our pickums because last night, must-watch TV. Lamar Jackson, take a bow, sir, because you just—the Ravens, the whole team take a bow. I don't know if I have seen a domination of that level of a team that while the Ravens—or the Ravens, the Rams have been sliding, is still a competent football team. Man, do they— yeah, I mean, they're still, like you said, they're a competent football team. They're a team that I wouldn't want to play if I had, if I was a must-win type of situation. Obviously, the Ravens weren't in must-win, but, I mean, the Rams are a good team, but the Ravens just absolutely annihilated them. Like you said, the whole team could take a bow. Lamar Jackson, at this point, he's must-watch. He can't miss TV. Uh, the guy is unbelievable. I mean, I, my, I have a terrible fantasy team, but it's, it's a shame because – Half the time, Lamar Jackson only gets three quarters of points because he's up by 40, and they just they sit him out in the fourth quarter. I mean, this team has shocked me this year, the Ravens. Yes, they started off, I think, if you rewind the tape on this show, we've been pretty spot on with them as far as in the early part of the season, you didn't know what you were going to get. It was a little wishy-washy, really looking for identity. The defense was having some troubles. 
they've gotten that part of the game. Well, really, it's very simple formula. They get up big, they run the ball and control the clock, and then the yeah. defense has freedom to just go all ham to the wall on the offense and play really pressure football. It is something to behold in Ravens. Now, I will say I am tired of this take with Lamar. We all, Everybody is backpedaling on their atrocious takes. I, for one, wrote many articles, you can find them on Bad News Media, saying that he was going to be just fine as, loud, as long as an organization tailored it to him, which the Ravens have done. It's a huge credit to them. I am tired, though, of everybody going, we don't know how long this is going to last. He's probably going to get injured. We're all aware, people, that he's a running quarterback. Injury's probably down the road, but I would like to just ignore that for as long as I can and just marvel in the utter domination that he's having both running and passing the football and not even think about the injury situation. Agreed. Everyone is trying to, like, poo-poo on the party and just, like, bring up, oh, he's going to blow out both his knees. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's really nice. Um, <laughs> just so Let's people can – yeah, just so people can parade around for the day that he does get hurt. It's kind of like right. it's kind of like the Max Kellerman take about Brady. Like, so when it does happen, everyone gonna be like, "Woo!" Like, I, you know, I said this would happen, but you know, let's just enjoy the show because that's exactly what it is. It is a show. I mean, he's putting on just like it's incredible. An, it's unbelievable. It is seriously incredible. And when you know you think he can just run it, he drops back, does a five, does a five step drop back, and just slings the ball. So he can throw it too. I mean, the guy is—he's a hell of a player. And like you said, they've tailored the offense to him. They have a backup that—they have the perfect backup for him. I mean, he's not a—you know—RG3 is not a star, but they have a backup that can also run the system. The Ravens have just shown the league how to do it, and now everyone's going to be looking around for you know the next Lamar Jackson, and uh, you know you're not going to find it. That guy is just. One of a kind. One of a kind yeah. athlete. He's the fastest yeah. player in the field at all times. Yes. He's a of as hell, and he can zing the ball. Sort of yeah. like the, everybody, and it's obviously the tired comparison with the Mike Vick, but he's way more accurate than Mike Vick is. Yeah. He's got a way better team, too. But you're just not going to find – you don't find that type of athlete in a quarterback every day. He is something to behold. On the other side of the ball, the, Ra- or the Rams, I mean, yeah. like we said, they're a competent team, but they're not They're not where they were last year, Obvious. obviously. They right. got some issues. I think they might be done for the year. I think that game drove a stake in them, called them done for the year. They're still probably get some good wins here, here and there down the stretch, but their season's over. <laughs> yeah, I I don't, yeah, I don't hate that. I, I think, you know, just with their division, um, I, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I imagine they may have to play the Niners and Seahawks again. They do have to play the Seahawks, and they do okay. have to play the Niners. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, that's and more than likely. Yeah, I mean, that's more than likely at least two losses. Um, and Jared Goff, as we've said on the show, he, he's just regressed completely. Um, I don't think Todd Gurley is the player he used to be, unfortunately. Um, I think the knees have just kind of taken a toll on him. I mean, this used to be a team that would lean heavily on, on uh, Todd Gurley. I mean, yep. they would do a lot of screen passes, misdirection plays, a lot of, like, they do a lot of like jet sweeps, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, and it's just the threats that made those plays good. The threats, the threat of Gurley and the threat of Goff actually being a good player doesn't really exist anymore. So they just they don't seem to have what they, they don't seem to have what they used to have. And we'll see. You know, this is very reactionary, reactionary of me to say, but they might be looking at a rebuild one of these in one of these off seasons. They really well, they might. are. Their salary cap is a disaster to hell. Yeah, and they got to pay Ramsey because of the picks they gave up. Like, he's getting to get paid. Yeah. Um, they paid Goff, which Goff is, I think, I think people 
the way I sit on golf, there's two camps. There's the kind of overreaction on both sides. I think people way overreacted to the season, and rightfully so. He was having this amazing season, and it kind of came out of nowhere. But a lot of it, as you kind of said, was due to the fact, if you look at it, they had a very strong run game that always helps quarterbacks, and they had good offensive line play, so he had time. The offensive line is banged up in a disaster for the Rams. So most quarterbacks, just on that fact alone, are not going to be very good. Todd Gurley doesn't look very good. I don't know if Goff – I don't think Goff is the guy because I never really thought he was. I thought he out – I thought he, he kind of climaxed last year. His peak was as high as it's going to get. He hit his ceiling. He might be like an average yeah. bottom to average maybe. But it's going to require somewhat of a rebound. It's going to require an offensive line. It's going to require a run game to allow him to succeed. And that's just something they don't have. And if they don't have it, then he's not going to be very good. And that's just kind of the pure facts of the matter. <laughs> I agree. I mean, he's one of the one of those quarterbacks, and this is the majority of quarterbacks in the NFL, yes. that needs weapons around him, and he, and he can't lift the team on his own. I mean, there's only a few quarterbacks that can literally lift the teams on their own. I mean, that's Mahomes. I mean, now Lamar, that's Russell Wilson. I mean, Brady at times, but eh, I mean, not maybe not so much anymore. There are not many quarterbacks. Rodgers can do it. There's not many quarterbacks in the NFL that can literally just lift their team and will them to victory. And that's fine, but he's just he's going to need weapons. And right now his weapons aren't exactly producing. Right. And they don't have a whole lot of money to go get him weapons. And the other yeah. thing that I noticed in that game is he does look maybe not scared, but that he's rushing everything because that offensive line is not very good right now. So you can just you can see it. His feet, his feet work gets real sloppy. He just rushes everything, and his delivery isn't very fast. So it's just it's a bad situation. Um, I think they got the Cardinals twice, so that's probably two wins there. But then they got their Seahawks. They're at Cowboys. They're at 49ers. It's gonna be tough to win some games down the stretch here. Uh, I'm tough. gonna. I think they're probably done. Um, and with that, I'm done with this recap because we got some picks to get to. Yeah. It is the holy grail of sports weekends this weekend, in the fall, we'll say at least. We start right off on Thursday, NFL, Turkey Day. When the NFL booked this game, Lions versus Bears, I don't think they expected the Jeff Driscoll show and the atrocious offense that has come of the Bears because it has gone downhill quickly. It is a low under over, 38.5, and, and the line sits at three. Lions are favored. Um, I believe they were favored. Let me just double check that real quick. My, my bad. The I've Bears got, are favorite. I've got the yeah. Bears, yeah. I, I wrote that. I knew I wrote When I saw the Lions are still favorite, I was like, that yeah. ain't right. No, it's the Bears. are favorite three. Just wrote it down wrong. Yeah. Um, on this game, I'm leaning under, even though it's super low, because I don't know if they're going to score points. I honestly don't know if either one of these teams might. Well, the Bears, Lions defense is so bad, but the Bears offense is so bad. I don't know if they're going to score. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, maybe the Bears defense can force, like, you know, a sack fumble. Um, yep. I mean, maybe the Bears can score. I agree with you. It looks like I also have 38 and a half in the over-under. To me, I'm leaning towards the under there. This kind of screams to me as like a 13-10, maybe 17-13 type game. I I don't see either team getting out of the teens, but we'll see. Also, it's a 12-30 game. That's really early. That's that's always the first game on Thursdays, on on, uh, Thanksgiving Thursday. But... 12.30, 12.30, especially with the Bears, that's 11.30 their time. A lot of times this is a very sloppy game. So, yes. yeah, I, I could see a sloppy under 38.5 point type game. I'm with you. I kind of forgot that it's uh, kind of the time zone there. That mm-hmm. is going to be rough. It is sloppy. 
football generally at this time slot. Jeff Driscoll's also got an injury. I think he's dealing with a hamstring. He's questionable right now. He's going to play, I would assume. But, yeah, like this game, ugly to start off. Thankfully, we roll into a game that should be somewhat entertaining at a minimum. Bills-Cowboys. The line sits at 7. Cowboys are the favorites. Over-under is sitting at 46 right now is what I have it at. This is a game. Cowboys haven't beaten a team with a winning record, which is was not that shocking because they do have they have a very talented roster, but a very untalented coach in yeah. Jason Garrett. Uh, the Bills, on the other hand, extremely talented defense. Offensive struggling would be a, a fair word, I would say. I don't want to go all under over picks because that's sort of where I'm leading. I'm going to go with the under here as well, probably. But I like the Bills. That's seven plus seven. That's a big number, especially on Turkey Day. Big number. Big number. I like the Bills at plus seven. I'm betting more than number than I am anything there. I'm with you on that. I, that is a big number for a team that, let's face it, they're eight and three. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's about time that we kind of start to be like, okay, I mean, the Bills are they're fine. I mean, did they just play Denver, I think, this past weekend? I think they kicked the shit out of them. Um, but. Uh, the Bills, it's just a big number. They have a good defense. Like you said, the Cowboys just don't have the coaching. Um, I think they're probably the better team, the more talented team. But, I mean, like you said, that's just a big number at seven. So I'll probably lean towards Bills plus seven as well. Yeah. I like Bills plus seven because I'm more betting the number there. The offense isn't great for the Bills right now, but the defense is still very good. Yeah. And as we saw against the Patriots, the Cowboys tend – now that was an insane, insane weather game. Too, yes. That- obviously factors into it but there is a very good defense in the bills the cowboys have struggled at times with good teams like i said they haven't won a game against a team with a winning record yet big number i like the seven i'm with you that i'll probably also ride the under on that but i'm going the seven on the pick here's a game where this line has moved i grabbed it real early because i couldn't believe it opened at this saints at falcons it opened at five and a half where i'm at it's at seven now um, it's at seven. Saints are favored by seven. Over unders forty nine. What are your thoughts here? Because this one, uh, I mean, it's a tough one just because the Falcons smacked the Saints around a couple of weeks ago. However, I find it hard to believe they're going to do that again. I really do. I know seven's a big number. Um, I'm jealous you got it at five and a half, um, but I'm still probably leaning towards the Saints. I'm with you. So. The reason I'm, I I took the five and a half right when I saw it, I couldn't believe it. I looked at the opening lines because I normally don't bet them. I like to see where they move and then make my picks off that. Um, But when I saw five and a half, I was like, got to get that. Here's the thing with the Falcons. Hooper's out. Freeman's out. That does not bode well for a team that has struggled this season uh, to produce offensively. I like the Saints. Drew Brees is starting to show a little bit of age with the arm strength, I think, but still an insanely good offense. I think Thomas, by the way, having himself a season, Um, he's closing in on the reception record very quickly. It's a big number, but I like the Saints more than I like the Falcons. And I also think this, I think the Falcons also realize that their season's over. Dan Quinn's probably out the door, I would assume. I think there's a morale thing. It's also the later game on Turkey Day. So that's a little tough, I feel like, to get up for. Um, yeah, it's, I, I got Saints, uh, minus seven as well. Yeah, I'm leaning towards that. Um, I also saw today, as in today, Tuesday, Tuesday night, um, Julio did not practice today. They said it was rest, but he's got a bit of a shoulder situation going on. So if Julio's out, I mean, you might want to 
you might want to make that wager now before they say Julio's out. I don't know if he will be out, but you know. Yeah, I'd grab that before that number because that big that number isn't getting smaller. Well, at least say that. I don't see that number getting uh, down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I would go. Yeah, I'm I'm taking that. On to college. Unless you have any other thoughts on the NFL here before we move on. That's, um, that's pretty- I just. Uh, I just wanted to mention, even though we're looking all the way to head, ahead to Monday, I love Seattle on that spread. Just saying. What is that at? Uh, three against the Vikings. <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> I, I really like that a lot. Um, that's a Monday night game for Kirk Cousins and Seattle. And I, I know I love bashing Kirk Cousins. You know, the Vikings are good. Kirk's played fine. But Seattle is just nasty. Yep. I'm taking Seattle all day. Seattle's playing very good football as well as Kirk has played well. But the, I could easily see that as his comeback to reality. The Kirk of old prime time just slide real quick. Um, I like that. I'm with you on that. I'll ride with you on that one. And it's in Seattle. So. Oh, yep. Game set match. <laughs> Grabbing that number as soon as we finish this up. Yeah, you really have to. Um, on to college football. It is rivalry. One of the best weekends in college football. There are some games out there. I got two picks. I don't know if you want to go in on these two, and then we're going to get to the kind of the bigger rivalry games here. Starting off on Friday, two good Friday games I'm looking at. Virginia Tech, UVA, battle in our home state. Virginia Tech's minus three, over under 47 and a half. I'm not going to lie, I kind of like Tech here. Tech has turned a corner for me. They have won me some money recently. I like the football they're playing. Um, UVA, I have lost too many times on them. That offensive line is atrocious. Uh, The offense just cannot get going. Bud Foster just played or coached his last defensive game in uh, Lane Stadium. I think he's going to want to get one more. I think they're going to want to go get one more for the man himself down at UVA. I like three. I kind of like them to bury them here, too. So I'm very much liking that three number. I like the three as well. Like you said, Virginia Tech has kind of come on towards the end here. They look like they're playing a lot better. And UVA has kind of fallen off a little bit more as the season's going on. Um if you asked me back like end of September, early October, I would have said, you know, this is finally going to be the year that UVA beats Virginia Tech. And I no longer believe that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Um, I was kind of looking forward to it, to be honest. <laughs> I won't lie to you. I kind of was too, because I'm kind of tired of hearing like Virginia Tech per- fans parade around because they beat fucking oh. UVA, like whatever it is, 16 times in a row. Congratulations, guys. Wow. Yep. whoop they do So has like every other team nation so i was kind of looking forward to that whole streak ending but i no longer believe it is um however i hope it does so yep i'm still with you i hope it does but i'm taking virginia tech because i just don't think that's gonna happen they have flip-flopped their seasons completely virginia tech started off atrociously bad uva started off hot it is flip-flopped it's all virginia tech right now the other game which is at 2 30 love these start times love that i can just wake up on friday and just watch football right off the bat iowa nebraska six Nebraska's a sorry-ass team. I mean, they are a sorry-ass team. They did win me. They won me my bet last week. But Iowa, six, I'm taking that. Yeah, the offense isn't spectacular, but it's in Nebraska. Nebraska's garbage. Six is easy for me. I like Iowa there. I like Iowa there as well. I'm actually getting five and a half, which is great. Um, Nice. Yeah, so that avoids the whole two field goal situation. But, um, yeah, I like Iowa there too. Nebraska's just ass yep i don't have a pick on it yet but the uc memphis game is going to be a great game uh it's two nicely ranked teams right there at 332 i don't have a pick there i might tweet one out so you might have to follow me on uh trophy kids pods doing very well went five for one last week in picks given out 
brought the season up to north of 40. It's like 43-20 is my record, I think, on picks given out. So might want to give that a follow out there. But that kind of wraps it up for my Friday picks. Then we get into Saturday. Yeah. From the time football starts to the time it ends, we have got a solid game at each slot. I am so <laughs> excited for this. Ohio State, Michigan, the number's nine and a half. Here's something crazy. Chase Young, and this is kind of what does it for me because he has been absolutely dominant. If I have the number one pick, I think I'm drafting him. I have a feeling the Bengals are probably going to draft Joe Burrow. As somebody told me, which I think is honestly a great comparison, (laughs) I hadn't thought about it. I don't know if he's going to be this type of player in the NFL, but at least in college, he's just a more athletic Carson Palmer. Like he very much kind of fits that in college at least. I don't know if he's going to be Carson Palmer in the NFL, but Chase, I mean, if Chase Young stays healthy, I don't see why he isn't the best player in this draft oh, yeah. performance line in the NFL. Like, there's no way. But against the two top teams they played this year, the man has had – he had six tackles in Wisconsin, four sacks, two forced fumbles. Against Penn State, he had nine tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles. This man is insane. Michigan's offensive line doesn't have a prayer here. Give me Ohio State minus nine. They are going to bury them. Yeah, I'm actually. I, I realize, you know, it's like two versus fifteen, whatever Michigan is. I can't remember. Ten. Um, they're ten. Oh my. Or at God. least that's what I'm showing on this site. I believe they're ten. Oh Let me boy. Just double check that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. I was even though I get it, they're two top fifteen ranked teams. That that number still surprised me. I was thinking it could come out and be more like a fourteen and a half. Um. So yeah, I've got them here at nine and a half personally. Um. Yeah, I'm jumping all over Ohio State. I think they're going to eat them alive. Like you said, Chase Young. Chase Young is a, just a man amongst just boys, I guess. That's what it looks like Teenagers. when he plays. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really does. Like I don't mean any disrespect to these amazing collegiate athletes that all play Division One football, but Chase Young eats all of them alive. And he's just going to – I think he's just going to eat everyone alive next year when he plays in the NFL. But Chase Young is a rare individual. He's a rare talent. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking three sacks minimum for this guy. He's just gonna he's gonna eat Michigan. Yeah, and here's the thing: Michigan did turn the corner. Like set from the second half of that Penn State game, that team has looked night and day difference. Yeah, from before they are looking like a good football team. Here's the problem though: this Ohio State team is definitely better than last year's Ohio State team, mm-hmm. and this Michigan team is not better than last year's Michigan team defensively. I don't see how the Michigan offense keeps up because in order for that offense to succeed, they have to be able to run the ball, which I think you can do against Penn or against Ohio State. Penn State sort of showed that. I wish they had run the ball more, to be honest. Um, Penn State is more athletic on defense, though, and that's my fear. Is I just don't think Michigan's offense can keep up. I think it'll be a, a close game to start just because of the emotions, the pure adrenaline of the moment. It's in the big house in Michigan. I think they'll ride that initially. But I think at some point, Ohio State just puts the pedal to the metal and just gashes them and just gets huge separation in the spread. Agreed. And then I also think, um, to an extent, I think Ohio State's in Michigan's head, to be honest. Oh, I mean, they've just at least <laughs> Oh, yeah, Harbaugh's head for sure. They've just dominated. They've dominated him since he returned to coaching, college coaching. And they, I mean, it goes even further than that. Before he was here, they still dominated them. So, yeah, I think. There's a little head games there as well. Yeah, because here's the other thing. Michigan does not have an offensive lineman on the tackle spot that can take Chase Young one-on-one. So what are you going to do, double them all game? The Ohio State defense is good enough that if you do that, they're going to gash you. There is no winning, at least from that Michigan side. So, yeah, I'm on nine and a half. 
I might even look at the over. I might look at some first. I've been getting addicted to the first quarter half, half spreads. We'll see about that. But I'm definitely taking that. Then at 3.30, we got the Iron Bowl. Love this spot. Alabama-Auburn. I could not believe the line on this one. It is sitting at four right now. Alabama is the favorites now. Yes, I, I get it. Two is out. But Jones looked pretty good. Yes, it was against, obviously, subpar. But even when he's come in for Tua, he has looked good um, against some very good SEC defenses. And Auburn, Bo Nix is just, uh, I would be very nervous about throwing him out there. The Alabama defense is wishy-washy a little bit. It's a little leaky this year. But still, that number seemed a little off at four. Yeah, I agree. Like, the defense of Alabama is not like previous years of Alabama. They are a little leaky, for sure. Um but I mean, they Alabama doesn't really seem to seem to miss too much when two is not playing. I mean, regardless, they have four wide receivers that are all going to the NFL. I mean, that receiving core. get them the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it is, and they have a good they have a big offensive line because that's uh, all Auburn's strength is they have a very good defensive line that typically dominates the line of scrimmage, and yeah. that isn't the case when you play Alabama. It's like playing Georgia, like the offensive yeah. line. No matter how good your defensive line is, it's pretty much a neutralizing force. Yeah, you get times in the game where you break through, but those floodgates aren't bursting open. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I like that. I like Bama there. Yep. I'm with you, Bama. The over, I might even consider. 50 is a big number because I don't know how much Auburn's going to actually be able to score, but something yeah. I might look into. And then at night, we wrap. Well, you got Notre Dame, Stanford. I don't have a pick there. I'm going to tweet that pick out. So once again, that number's at 17, but follow us at Trophy Kids Pod on Twitter. You'll get that tweeted out. So I do have a pick there, just not for this show. My early lean is Notre Dame. Yep, early I would lean. say that that is a, a smart plan, but it may not be the number I go with. Might have a different plan. But the game, 8 o'clock. I have got – or not 8 o'clock, sorry. It's at – not exactly 8. Wisconsin, Minnesota. The number one. is two and a half. Over under is 47. I am so excited for this game. One, because this determines who's playing Ohio State, where I lean here a certain way. But I am these. This game, this I think is going to be the closest game of the weekend. Where are yeah. you leaning here, sir? I am leaning towards Minnesota. I like it. <laughs> I am. I am loving these Golden Gophers. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I really am. They've. They've done great against like every spread this year they're just surprising everyone they pull off upsets they kind of get disrespected but at this point i am in on minnesota same i was not a believer i very much underestimated them going to that penn state game yeah. they showed me up rightfully so um they had the letdown game in iowa which i knew was going to happen and i went against my own mind and gut um because that's just that was Iowa plays one game a year at Iowa late in the season where they just play out of their minds and win a football game. They really probably shouldn't have won. If you play it 100 times, they're not winning it. Minnesota, here's the thing, too. Wisconsin's offense is a no-go if they can't run the ball. Minnesota's got a very good defense. Like, they are going to be able to – and they got the athletes on the outside to shut down Wisconsin's air raid game, which is pretty much not not going anyway. But it's definitely not going against this Minnesota team. I'm with you. Two seems insane that Wisconsin's favored, two and a half. I like Minnesota as the underdog there at two and a half. That's a 330 game. Um, but I'm a big, big fan of that number. Um, the eight o'clock game, though, I'm mentioning here in this last game that we'll touch 
Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And the reason I am bringing this game up is because I don't know how the over doesn't hit here. It's 69 and a half. Oklahoma can't play a lick of defense this year. The Oklahoma team, I think, is done, to say the least. They do not look like a very good football team. I like the over here. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game because it just seems to always go that way when Oklahoma State and Oklahoma get together. Yeah, I mean, pretty much any time Oklahoma seems to hit the field, it just seems (laughs) a very high-scoring affair. I'm with you. I'm definitely leaning towards the over. I can't decide on that spread. I'm looking at like 13 and a half. <sighs> Oklahoma just, eh. They started off so hot, but they just, they aren't blowing teams out like they were. So I might be going Oklahoma State there. Yeah. They got a huge win against uh, Baylor. Yes. Come back there. But yes. I love, I like Mike Gundy first off. As head coach, I like what he brings. I feel I feel good about Oklahoma State, but I don't I don't know enough if I'm confident enough to pick a number on that spread. But I do like the over because that just seems this that's the way this game should go. It should go over. I expect Oklahoma State, Oklahoma to hit an over here at 69 and a half. Uh, any other games you, that stuck out to you? That's all I kind of had on on this wonderful rivalry week. That's mostly what I've been looking at for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean that's. Just- there's so many games that I'm just going to have to <laughs> like sit down and really just like take yep. time and pick, make a shit ton of picks. Take stock of the whole scenario. Well, I'll be tweeting out picks, bonus picks. Make sure you're following us at Trophy Kids Pod. That kind of does it for us. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Not much. Just you know, make sure everyone have a, has a good turkey day, really. Wonderful turkey day. I got one, and it is the quote of the year for oh, uh, yeah. Mike Tomlin there. Asked today, I don't know the full context or how it leaned up, but they basically asked why Dalvin Hodges, and he simply answered, because he has not killed us yet. (laughs) That is interesting. (laughs) How do you walk back into the building? I don't know. I mean, how do you, like, face? I I don't know. It's just very weird. Um, I'm not really sure. Have you heard of Hodges' nickname, by the way? Duck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know why it's Duck? No. Oh, it's because, like, in Alabama, where he lived in Alabama or something, he won, like, the duck calling contest. <laughs> Apparently he makes great duck calls. So I'm hoping, like, when he's, like, under center, he's, that he makes, like, a duck call or something. Pretty Him and our friend Jeff would have a lot, lot to talk about there. But, <laughs> but yeah, that quote from Tomlin is, I don't, I, I'd have to, you know, dig in a little deeper, know exactly what he meant. But, man, let me tell you, that's a headline grabber right there. Uh-huh. I saw it swirling around the internet on top of being benched in the Bengals game. You got yeah. benched playing the Bengals. Like, what? I don't know how you walk back into the facility that week. <laughs> if you're I don't know either. I thought there. I was kind of like watching that Bengals game because right now I have draft interest since I have a terrible team that I root for. And I was just like, oh my God, the Bengals might win. And I was just like on the edge of my seat. And I was like, oh damn it, the Bengals didn't win. But he was playing like shit. I was at that game. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Free tickets, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why I went. Got a free ticket offer. Yeah. Um, they were chambering for Andy Dalton in the fourth to bring in bring in the Red Rocket. That's how bad things have gotten. <laughs> you, you told me even ha- three weeks ago that the crowd would want Andy Dalton starting in that game. I would have said you're a full-face liar because they do not like Andy up here. But they were clamoring for him at the end of that game. And I was shocked to see Mason be benched. I mean, not really because he played terrible, but it is. That's yeah. wrong. <laughs> well, at this point, I feel like the Bengals fans are like, look, we can now win a game and still have the first pick. So let's, you know, let's, get, let's get a win going here. So that's, that's exactly that's... what the logic was. When they saw yeah. it, because they kept playing the highlights. For, well, not 
there weren't like a ton of highlights, but they kept showing the Redskins Lions score in the yeah. stadium. So we immediately it turned from, well, if we're gonna win a game, we might as well make it this game against the Steelers because <laughs> yeah. let's not go on, let's not go winless on the season. So it was yeah. interesting. It was an interesting tide uh, changing of the tide in uh, Bengal Stadium. I'm sure it was. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Yeah.